0: praise tonight come on somebody with a testimony i was going down but he turned it i was on my way out but he turned it i was done but he turned it somebody give him a shout of praise tonight it's sunday night live at the rock church Somebody ought to pull off the stops uh, for about 60 seconds uh, and praise him uh, like you got a testimony tonight uh, that he turned it for you. Somebody give him a shout out. Yes
1: Lord
0: Yes Lord Open your mouth and shout Yes Lord Open your mouth and
1: shout Yes Lord Yes Lord Yes Lord Yes Lord Hey open your mouth and shout Yes Lord
0: Open your mouth and shout yes lord yes lord open your mouth and
2: shout yes lord yes lord yes lord yes
1: lord yes lord yes lord yes lord yes lord somebody give him praise
0: Jesus, what it done for me? When I think about Jesus, how it takes and free Can dance, 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 dance. Can dance, 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 dance. dance. Can dance, 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 dance,
2: dance. Yeah, all night. All night.
0: Can run, 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 I can, can run, 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 I can can
1: run, run. run, run. Yeah.
0: I dare you to praise him like he's been good to you tonight. Yeah. Open your mouth and the yes, Lord. Open your mouth and shout, yes, Lord. Lord. Open your mouth and shout, yes, Lord. Yes,
1: Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
0: Yes, Lord. 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 Somebody give him a shout of praise. I need you to find six people next to you. Push them tonight and tell them, I don't care what the devil said. You're going to live to see it happen.
1: Find somebody of
2: voice. you happen.
1: Somebody lift your voice. and declare to it
2: tonight.
1: Somebody that believes
0: it, give him a praise tonight.
1: Live live live. live live. Live live. Live live. Live live. Live
0: live. Live live live. Live live live. Live live. Live live live. Somebody give him a shout of praise in this place. Give him a shout of praise in this place tonight. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so tonight. Whom the Lord hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Oh, come on. If you got the victory, put those hands together one more time. Come on, put those hands together like a chain is breaking tonight. Glory, glory, glory. High five about six people on the way to your seat. Tell them welcome to Sunday Night Live.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Anybody feel that fire in the building tonight? I want to take just a moment tonight to say how excited we are to have all of our guests in the house of the Lord tonight. Rock Church, we can do a little bit better than that. Help me make some noise. Come on, help me make some noise and welcome all of our guests tonight. You can be seated for just a moment. What a privilege it is to have you in the house of the Lord with us tonight. How many of you were blessed by what the Lord did in this building this morning? Amen. This morning we had guests with us uh, from all over the country. We had guests here from the country of Honduras. Hallelujah. Nearby the city of San Pedro Sula, they were here this morning. God touched them in a powerful way. And then tonight we have a family with us uh, all the way from France, the Christian family. Would you help me put your hands together? Come on. France is in the house tonight. Make some noise. Viva la France. Hallelujah. Amen. So exciting to have them in the house of the Lord with us. And, uh, and then what, what a special privilege it is tonight uh, to have with us all the way from Arkansas. There are no strangers here. They've been here many times, uh, but we're so excited to have Pastor and First Lady Kirk in the house of the Lord with us. This is Sister Mandy Holmes, sister and brother in love. Would you help me put your hands together? Welcome them. We, I want him to come and just greet this congregation tonight. Brother Kirk, so good to have you in the house of the Lord with us tonight.
3: Praise the Lord. My Lord, man, something is happening in this place. Now, we're here on vacation for the next few days and I told my wife and I told just to tell just about everybody that we talked to before we go on vacation. We're getting ready to go on vacation, but it is not a complete vacation until we go to the Rock Church. I don't just say that with just words coming out of my mouth. I sincerely mean that. There is an atmosphere in this room every single time I have been here. And that atmosphere, man, this morning was just powerful, amazing what happened today. And I began to think just just throughout the course of this afternoon, there were so many churches we passed by to get to this place today. And I thought to myself, just about every single one of those, not a single one probably felt half of what we felt today. And then I began to think to myself, that doesn't just happen on accident. Some preparation that took place, make sure every time the doors are open that the presence of god is welcome in this house and something fantastic happens what happens is we begin to come in and i saw every time i come to this church kids are walking around praying in the back they're walking around praying up front the power of god is real before you ever sing the first song before you ever hit the first note And a lot of times what we say is we're just creating an atmosphere. But that's not the case. We're not creating the atmosphere. The atmosphere was already here. All we're doing is preparing ourselves to tap into the flow of what God is doing. And today, tonight, I don't know what is going on in your life, but you're in a place, it's a safe place, where you can tap into the flow for where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and you can be changed from the inside out. Your situation can be turned around and God will do a work in your life. I believe that today. For He is in this place and I am so grateful for the power of the Holy Ghost. That we feel in this place thank you for opening up your doors and allowing us to worship with you just like we've been here forever it's a great place to be and i like to call it my second home amen god bless you we love you
0: come on put your hands together one more time for pastor kurt come on how many of you appreciate that anointing you just felt Hallelujah. What an honor. They could be anywhere this, this evening, and we're so excited. I got to correct myself. I said that this was the brother in love of Sister Mandy Holmes. Sister Mandy Holmes, if you're watching or you see this, I'm sorry, Mandy Jones. I've got I've got a whole lot of Mandys in my life, so sometimes I get them mixed up, but, but uh, we're so honored to have them here. And then What a privilege it is tonight, my first time to meet them, uh, but also uh, what I would call extended family, uh, as as they described to me. uh, Pastor and First Lady Veal and their family, his wife and his daughter are with us, and his son tonight, all the way from Chicago, Illinois. Chicago's in the house tonight. And uh, I got to meet him, and I asked, is that your family? And he said, yeah, they're the short, all the short ones over there. But uh, they're just a little closer to Jesus than the
3: rest of us.
0: But how many of you are grateful they're in the house of the Lord with us? I'd like him to come and just greet this congregation. God bless you, Pastor Veal. Good to have you with us tonight.
4: Thank you, Pastor. It's a privilege to be with all of you. Um, I love Sister Mandy and Sister Rachel and their family. I would heard all the good reports. It's a little bit too low. It's better than what they told me. We came here just trying to get a little R&R, but our real rest comes from God. And The songs that were sung, I just want to let you know that each of them had that element of help. It's done. It's taken care of. And I appreciate that. I left we left Chicago knowing that there would be some things that we were gonna have to handle when we return, but it's good to know that God is still working while we're not there. I leave you with something that God's been really having me chew on. There's a number of things that I wanna be like before he comes. I appreciate everyone, everything that they said up here about the soul winning, uh, just awesome. But I want to be a man after God's own heart. (laughs) Acts 13 and 22 talked about after Saul lost his place, David's on the scene. And the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart who shall do all the will of God. And then you got Genesis 5, 24, where it talks about Enoch, a man that walked with God. I want to walk with him. And then Romans 8, 29, the last nine words, talking of Jesus in red. And he said, for I do always those things that please him. One of those three and walking in the spirit, I want to abide in him. Don't always get it right. But that's what is blood, that's what is forgiveness, and that's what repentance is for. Lord, bless you, pastor, and your ministry in Jesus' name. Saints. Come on, put your hands together for the Veal
0: family tonight. How many of you are thankful to have them with us? Amen. Stand to your feet if you would as we prepare for the entrance of God's word tonight. If you were here this morning. You experienced a tremendous move of the Holy Ghost. The building was packed this morning. We had many, many guests. Several people received the gift of the Holy Ghost in the altar call this morning. And then when we finished with that, William was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of his sins. Where are you at, William? I know I saw you. Amen. There he is right there. Come on, give God some praise. For Brother William came out of the water speaking in tongues this morning and then brianna was baptized in jesus name uh, for the remission of her sins uh, and received the gift of the holy ghost i think we ought to take just a moment right now uh, and give god a great big praise for that tonight now i hope you came with expectation in your spirit tonight uh, I have known Brother Phillips now for for many years and I don't even remember the first time I met him. It's like I've known him my whole life. And he's a very dear friend of mine. We spent time preaching together, praying together, killing animals together. And uh, I love him very, very much. God is using him in a dynamic fashion all across our movement. He is a highly sought-after evangelist. And uh, it is truly a privilege for us to have you with us this week in service. And uh, the only regret we have is that he didn't bring his wife and his, and his children with him. And they're the best part of him. But uh, we're thankful. I know he's got a word for this house tonight. Y'all were shouting with the beat. Are you ready to shout with the meat tonight? Come on, ask your neighbor. Tell him, neighbor. You can shout with the beat. But can you shout with the meat? Give God a hand clap of praise as the man of God comes tonight. Come on, give him a shout of praise. Oh, come on, that's cute. I said give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hey. Hey, hey. Amen. Amen. Man, Book of Numbers chapter 10. I want you to pay close attention to what the Holy Ghost does tonight because this is simply part one of where we're going and to Tuesday night. I want you to shake somebody a little bit and tell them new territory. Mm. Woo. Did you feel that? If I was the devil, I'd start putting up a big fence right now. If I was him, I'd put everything I had under lock and key because there's somebody at the Rock Church going to leave here walking in new territory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Numbers chapter 10, verse 1. While you're turning there, let me say what an honor and a privilege it is to be here. If you're wondering what I'm like, I am the same guy, just the opposite. That's an oxymoron of Pastor Williams. Pastor Williams is a city guy that loves country stuff. I'm a country boy that likes city stuff. And so we just, we the same, it's the yin and yang. We just, (laughs) amen, the same guy. But I love him, his wife, and his children. They are incredible people. And I am so thankful for the day. Whenever that was, Pastor Williams, I feel the same way. I don't remember, but I just, I know I'm thankful for the day that God crossed our paths and uh, thankful for God finally connecting us to the Rock Church of Fort Myers. Was it now three times we've tried this and it didn't work? And so uh, here we are. I think this is the fourth time and we finally get here. And I think that's just because the devil was so scared that if we ever connected, we were going to mess his kingdom all up. And so, I'm going to give him what he paid for. Hallelujah. Man, Numbers chapter 10, verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets of silver of a whole piece. Shalt thou make them. Thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of the camps. And when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And if they blow with one trumpet, then the princes, which are the heads of the thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves unto thee. When you blow an alarm, everyone send alarm. Then the camps that lie on the east part shall go forward. When you blow an alarm the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall take their journey. They shall blow an alarm for the journeys, but when the congregation is to be gathered, you shall blow, but ye shall not sound an alarm. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow with the trumpets, and they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generation. Verse 9 has a lot of meat in it, and what we're going to do is we're going to kind of uh, preach. We're going to go to verse 9 and then back up a little bit and jump all around through this text, but... I want you to pay close attention to verse 9. It says, if you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresseth you, then ye shall blow an alarm with your trumpets, and ye shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and ye shall be saved from your enemies. Your help and the help of the Lord, I just simply want to preach for the next few moments. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm why don't we get some practice in right now and somebody lift your voice with a shout of praise somebody lift your voice with a shout of triumph come on oh clap your hands all oh, ye people shout unto God with a voice of triumph Woo! hey hey in the name of Jesus right now we command strongholds to be torn down in Jesus' name, we command oppression to flee. In Jesus' name, we command fear to take its feet. Be loosed! In Jesus' name, come on, clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen. You may be seated as long as you promise to help me preach. If you're not going to help me, please remain standing so everybody knows who you are. Hallelujah. When you begin to learn about God through Scripture, He shows us within the very first chapter of the Word of God that God is a God of order. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was void and without form and darkness was upon the face of the deep and so the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the water. And you can read through Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 into Genesis chapter 3 and you can see where this God begins to set things not just in order but in divine order. And as God continues in order through the word of God, he sets his kingdom up in order because he's a God of order. It only makes sense that he gives orders as if he was the general of an army. He sets the pace. And and that's what God is doing here in the book of Numbers. First of all, you have to understand before we go anywhere that when God says it, he doesn't just say it. Uh, just to waste time. But when God says something, uh, it has value and it has a purpose. I know you've probably met those people that when you see them and you're trying to find something to say, you you see them for 15 minutes and you only got three sentences? Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. We all know that one person. Let me just tell you, God's not like that. God, When God talks, it has meaning. There's there's a specific purpose for what God is saying. And I said that to tell somebody tonight, if God said you're going to have victory, he didn't just say it to say it oh yeah if God says you're going to have deliverance he's not just the preacher's not up here just saying it because he don't have anything else to say it's because God wants you to know that I did not create you to walk around with your head down and living in defeat but I created my people to walk in power to walk in demonstration to walk in dominion you're not here for no reason baby you're here because God I wanted somebody that would show his dominion in the earth. And so when God begins to speak, it has a purpose. And, and as as he goes to speaking to his people, here in the book of Numbers, He begins to set orders, He begins to set Uh, things uprightly and as he does, he says something in verse 9 that is very powerful. If you read it quickly, you'll miss it because when you begin to read verse 9, you find uh, that God speaks to his people and he says, when you go out uh, to war against the people that are in your land, sound the alarm. And see, this is important to understand because uh, at the writing of the book of Numbers, they're not in their land yet. I feel like preaching now. When God set this in order, he said, when you go out against the enemy that's in your land, he was talking to them about a land that they had not yet possessed. I come to tell somebody on a Sunday night, you don't have to wait till you're in Canaan to live like you're in Canaan. You don't have to shout like you've been delivered you don't have to wait till it gets done baby but as the old song says don't wait till the battle is over but honey you can shout now don't wait till you're delivered to dance but dance while you're still bound because even though you're not living in the land yet God said it's your land even though you're not in the land yet God said It belongs to you. I know the devil's living there, but it's got your name on the deed. I know that fear is at the door, but your name is on the deed. You ought to high-five somebody and tell them it's already mine. It's all I wish I had somebody in the house tonight uh, that would come out of their pew uh, and let the devil know, baby, you better get ready because I'm coming in uh, to possess the land. God already told me uh, it belongs to me. God already said it, uh, and I'm going to see it uh, come to pass. I don't understand why I'm having to live in this bondage. Israel didn't get that either. But there's this thing with God that while you're building Pharaoh's pyramids, he's got an Assyrian building your house in the promised land. Oh, I I feel like preaching to somebody tonight that's depressed because the enemy has told you you can never be delivered and you're going to keep working for Pharaoh. But what the devil don't know is with every brick that I lay, there's an Assyrian, there's a Canaanite that's putting up another wall in my house. You ought to let the devil know tonight I wanted 6,000 feet, five bedrooms, four baths, getting me a big living room, putting me a swimming pool in the back, keep on building my house. Because God said, God said, God said, it already belongs to me. It's my land. It's my revival. It's my breakthrough. It's my blessing. In order to get all of this, we're gonna talk some more about this on Tuesday night, but you gotta get the proper analogy because I've heard people sing songs and I've heard people preach that Canaan land is a type of heaven. I could not disagree more because in Canaan land, there's walls that have gotta come down. In Canaan land, there's giants that have gotta be killed. In Canaan land, there's battles that have got to be fought. Say, preacher, that sounds depressing. No, honey, it's not depressing. I said that for you to get the revelation that the land that flows with milk and honey is not reserved for over in the glory land. But the land that flows with milk and honey is ordained for me to walk in. While I'm down here, I don't have to wait till I get to heaven to live in victory. I don't have to wait until I get over there to stomp on the devil's head but I can do it here cause it's my land it's my land it's my land What you doing, preacher? I'm stepping off new territory. Hey, let me tell you something. Don't you dare think it's just outreach on Saturday evening. When you walk down those streets, you're not just walking into the hood. You're walking into territory that's already got your name on it. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. Your mom and daddy might not be saved, but every time you walk in their house, you put the blood on it and you're claiming in Jesus' name because mom and daddy's going to get saved. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know God said, it's my land, it's my land. So when you go into war in your land, sound the alarm. Let the devil know you're coming. And so why why, why do we need to sound the alarm, preacher? Simply because the Bible says that when you sound the alarm, it does a couple of things. And, and firstly, the Bible says that it causes you to come to remembrance before the Lord. Now, first of all, let me ask you a question. I thought God, and this is just me thinking here, I thought God never forgot. Why do I need to be remembered by a God that knows everything? Why, do I need to, why does God need to be reminded of me when he says, my eye is on the sparrow? It's a two-part deal. See, firstly, you got to understand what the word remembered means. And, and simply to understand what remembered means is, is first before you can be remembered, you have to be dismembered and so when God says I will remember you he's saying I'm going to take the stuff that life dismembered oh I feel like preaching now and I'm going to start taking it and putting you back together again I know they said you was no good but I'm remembering you I know they said you'd never amount to nothing and life tore you apart but I'm I'm telling somebody in the house that's been chewed up and spit out by society that God is remembering you. God, He heard the alarm. He heard your shout and He's putting you back together again. See, that's why you can't wait till everything gets right before you start dancing. that's why you can't wait until everything's perfect to shout about it because when you lift up your voice in the battle against the enemy God says okay I'll start putting you back together and let me tell you the devil can handle you as long as you're dismembered but he can't handle you honey when you're remembered he can handle you as long as you're in pieces but when God starts putting you back together again there ain't nothing in it. devil in hell or out of hell can do about it. Secondly, the Hebrew of remembered is the word, I believe it's zakar and it means to be properly marked. See, it's basically God putting a stamp on you. When you go to the Revelation, book of Revelation, the, the devil's been, and I wish I had time to preach this, but I don't right now. But the devil's been trying to replicate what God has done ever since the beginning of time. He said, I will ascend above the clouds. And, and, and so because he's been trying to do everything that God is doing, when God decides to do something, the devil's not really good at coming up with his own ideas. And so the devil says, okay, I'll do that too. And so in the book of Revelation, you read about something called the mark of the beast. And we all get all out of shape and run and hide in our closets when we start talking about the mark of the beast. You can't sell without it. You can't buy without it. We're gonna go hungry if we don't have the mark of the beast. But when you're remembered by God, you're already marked by him. Didn't he say... I will be their God and they shall be my people and my name shall be in the frontlets of their eyes. I'm telling you, it's a type of baptism. And when God remembers you, it's as if you've went down in Jesus' name. And when you come back up, there's a name that's above every other name that is applied to you. When you come back up, you're properly marked. And so when you're marked, the devil knows who you are. That you might not know my name but check this one out I got Jesus written all over me you might not know who I am but I've been marked with a name you know Jesus he, he's my savior he's my lord he's my king he's my redeemer and he marked me with his
1: name
0: Oh. when you're properly marked you can walk up the Jericho's walls and they'll start shaking when you're properly marked you can walk into a lion's den and they go lay down in the corner When you're properly marked, you can go into a fiery furnace and it'll just burn stuff off of you. When you're properly marked, you can walk in broke, busted, and disgusted, but you can walk out rich, Come on, you don't believe me, then go ask Abraham uh, because he walked into Egypt broke, uh, but he walked out with gold and silver of the Egyptians. Uh, You don't need a better job, baby. Uh, You just need to be marked. Uh, You just need to let the devil know uh, who you are. I got to preach this. I got to preach this. So... Oh, God, help me, Jesus. I, I'm, I'm going to get caught up running after every rabbit that comes across here. When you sound the alarm, and there, there, there's a whole eschatological uh, uh, story to be told from Psalms 46, 47, and 48. Maybe one day Pastor Williams will let me come back and I'll get to preach about it. But, but in, in Psalms 47 and 1, it simply reads, clap the hands, all ye people. And shout unto God with the voice of triumph. You know what you're doing? You're sounding the alarm. Now, now there's a conversation that has to be had here because I watched and I listened all the time. This is one of the most misquoted scriptures in Pentecost because we typically quote it. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice. But it doesn't say a voice, it says the voice. Meaning victory has a distinct sound. Because you can give a shout at a concert but eventually the band's going to break up. And you can give a shout at a ball game, but eventually your team's going to lose. And you can give a shout at a club, but eventually they're going to turn the lights off. But baby, when you give the shout, it don't matter if you're at the Rock Church or you're on Out9 in Walmart. When you lift up, these shouts, demons start trembling. When you lift up these shouts, fear begins to back up. When you lift up these shouts, victory, victory, victory starts coming your way. I I, got to tell somebody that says it doesn't take all of that. I don't know why you're going to the front of the church like that. Well, let me tell you what the book of Numbers, chapter 10, said about it. The book of Numbers said that when you blow the sound of a trumpet, that it's a signal for the people of God to come to the front of the church. Well, I don't think you need to shout like that. Well, guess what? I don't think you need to set that like a bump on the log. Now what? I don't think it takes all that. That's fine. You sit there in your depression and you sit there in your chaos. But the reason somebody got out of their pew is because they hear the sound of an alarm and they're becoming sensitive. Now hear me. The reason you got to learn to come to the front of the church when you hear the alarm is because the next part. He said, when it's time to move. Oh, help me God when it's time to get out of the place you've been in when it's time to get out of your dysfunction, when it's time to get out of church as usual, when it's time to come out of chaos, you hear the sound of an alarm and you recognize that it's time to go from here to there. So the reason there's people that are at the front of the church on Sunday night, it's because they know that I'm being sensitive because if I can't hear the sound now, I won't be able to know the sound then. help me Jesus so the reason I'm coming to the front of the church is because I know there's a day we're going into our land and if I don't move now I won't know what it sounds like so I can move then if I don't move now I won't be acclimated to the sound so when it's time to go to a place that flows with milk and honey I'll sit there in my pew and I'll miss my miracle but baby oh baby I'm moving because I'm getting ready to move. I'm moving because I know that I know that I know that we're going into a new land. Let, let, Let me give a word to the doubters right now. This church ain't big enough how do you know because there's about 250 folks on a Sunday night up around the front of the church that have done acclimated to the sound they walked around in circles for 40 years they kept coming to church doing the same thing they would always done They kept believing when the preacher preached. And he said, let's get up and go to the other side. And so they'd get up and they'd walk around the mountain. They'd come back to where they started, Pastor Williams, and they'd walk around it again. But every day, the glory of God would move and every day the trumpet would be sounded and God was telling his people you're just getting ready for your next move you're just getting ready for your next dimension with every step you're getting closer to your miracle with every step you're getting closer to a breakthrough with every step you're getting closer to a new building Psalms 89. I wish I had time to preach the whole psalm, but I don't. Verse 15 says, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. It stops. Ooh, I feel that. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk. You didn't hear me. I'm going to say it over here on this side see if they get a little bit better. Blessed is the people that know the sound. What sound? The sound of an alarm. And the Bible says David is referencing uh, what happened uh, way back in the wilderness. uh, And he said the people that are going to move uh, are the people that can hear the sound. So blessed is the people that hear the sound. For they shall walk. Where we walk into to new levels, where we walk into to bigger revivals, where we walk into to bigger breakthroughs. I borrow an adage from the old song: You ain't seen nothing yet. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All the miracles, and we kept walking. All the signs and wonders, and we kept on walking. All the breakthroughs, and we kept on walking. Went through dangers seen and unseen, but we kept on walking. For yea, though I walk. Through the valley of the shadow of death. I won't fear no evil. You know why I keep walking? For thou art with me. Thou art with me. Thou art with me. me. I can't stop walking because God ain't stopped moving. I can't stop shouting because God ain't stopped moving. is there somebody walk i could be bitter but i'm gonna walk i could be angry but i'm gonna walk i could be dissatisfied but I'm i'm gonna walk i'm gonna
1: walk when
0: we begin to read the book of numbers we find that there is a word here it's the Hebrew word Shavar and we find it in the book of Exodus chapter sixteen, uh, chapter 19 and verse 16 for the first time the Bible and the Hebrew would read when the Torah was first given to Israel during the Shavuot on the third day somebody shout Shavuot now I want you to take that and put it in your pocket because we gonna come back to it. The Bible says, and it came to pass on the third day in the morning, that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mountain. And I I think it's two verses backwards or maybe it's two verses forwards that the Bible says that the mountain shook. Say, why y'all do all that shouting? Because even dirt knows when God comes down, you gotta move. The glory of God departed, and rocks begin to shake. And the Bible says that the voice of a trumpet or the voice of a shofar, exceeding loud in McNary County, we'd have said louder than loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. You see. So in order to understand what God was setting up is there was a sound, a shout like a trumpet up on top of the mountain when the law was given. And the Bible, again, it says of the day of the Shabbat, which is translated into the English as Pentecost. Literally meaning that Exodus chapter 19 was the first Pentecost. If you don't believe me, go read your Bible. You'll find out I'm right. The first Pentecost after God's people left Egypt. And so God said at this first Pentecost, I'm going to make it initiated that there's going to be a sound. And it's going to be a loud sound it's going to be louder than loud sound and it's going to cause all that hear it to shake because i'm setting it up for acts chapter 2 when the day of pentecost was fully come they were all in one place and in one accord and suddenly came from heaven a It wasn't cute, and baby, it wasn't quiet, but it was a sound that came out of that joint that was like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting, and it appeared clothed in tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, Group so of people that don't believe that talking in tongues is in the Old Testament. It's there in types and shadows. Because when you get this revelation of the sound, you can't help but go to Gideon. When it was just 300, outmanned a thousand to one, and God said, "I got an idea, Gideon. You take a clay pitcher." and you take a candle because it's going to represent the fire it's going to represent the clothing tongues and you put it in a pot because it's going to be hidden and when you give the and when you give the signal you're going to throw down the pot and the the, they're gonna see the fire, but that's not enough. You can't just see the fire, but baby, you gotta hear it. It ain't enough to just see the Holy Ghost working. You gotta hear it coming out of you, Kitty, and you gotta hear it coming out of your flesh. You gotta hear it coming out of your spirit. And a thousand to one a thousand to one odds are defied not because, not because of a candle and not because of a shout and not because of a trumpet but, but when you put all three together that's, that's why it's not enough to just That's why it's not enough to just come to church and and pick them up, put them down. It it ain't enough to just go, ooh, preacher, preach it. Baby, when you really want to get victory, Gideon, you got to get stuff broke loose uh, and you got to set up a sound uh, and let everybody. I'm not here to be cute. uh, I'm not here to fit in. I'm not here to see what you got on. But when I came to church, I came to war. When I came to church, I come to put the devil under my feet. I come to put Satan where he belongs. Singers, come help me. Singers, come help me. Oh, help me, Jesus. My, my, my. You can't preach about it without preaching about Joshua walking up to the walls of Jericho. This blows my mind. But there's, there's this deal about Jericho that I think we read over too much. Jericho was the first city in Canaan. land. Right? you already missed it. It was the first city in Canaan land, literally meaning it was their defense. And Pastor Williams, what blows my mind is when the defense city, the city that's supposed to stop everybody from coming into Canaan, when they heard that Israel was coming, they didn't fight. They ran and hide behind their big walls. You want to know Why? Because the devil already heard it when God said, When you go into your land, they had the best defenses, they have the biggest walls, they have the best soldiers, they have the best armor. And when they seen God's people coming, they didn't meet them out in the streets, they went and hid. Let me just ask you a simple question. Who's afraid of who? See, you keep coming to church with your head tucked between your legs, uh, acting like you're defeated, uh, coming to church acting like, oh, preacher, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't, nobody knows uh, the trouble I've seen, uh, but you don't even realize uh, on the other side of Jordan, uh, when your foot touches the water, Jericho says, "Uh uh-oh, we better go and hide. I've come to tell somebody tonight, the devil's so scared of you. He's scared to death of the Rock Church. He's scared to death in Fort Myers because there's a people that understand. We might not be living in the land yet, but we're getting ready to walk in. And when we walk in, it already belongs to us. I need some singers to help me. So Joshua... Joshua says, I got a word from God. What's that, Joshua? Walk. 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 No, 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 no. This is the biggest city in Canaan land, and all you want us to do is walk. Have you lost your mind? Are you crazy? Just walk. Well, what do we do when we get done walking? Walk again. See, insanity, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing you've always done and expect a different result but with God it doesn't work that way as a matter of fact living for God is insanity because we walk by faith and not by sight so when you get done walking keep walking well what do we get done this time walk again and tomorrow walk and the next day walk And I imagine on day seven, they got up and said, we know, walk. And Joshua said, yep, but this time we're gonna change it up a little bit. We're gonna walk and shout. Why do we need to shout? Because John saw it in Revelation chapter one and in verse 10 John said, I was in the spirit on oh, the Lord's day. Help me, help me. And I heard behind me a great voice like as a trumpet. And when you begin to read what John's seen, John said, I heard a voice. And the voice said, come up hither. <laughs> Simply put, John, you can't stay in the dimension that you've been walking in I'm calling you to walk oh you didn't hear me I'm not calling you to stay where you're at I'm not I'm not I'm calling you to I'm calling you up to a higher place I'm calling you up to a place that you've never been before I'm and so God is not calling us to shout on a Sunday night just to shout singular dimensional oh God I wish I could go ahead and just preach what I feel for Tuesday night right now God oh, John you've been here hear me John was in the spirit. John, it's not enough for you to just get in the spirit. If you're not transitioning from dimension to dimension to dimension to dimension to and I come in the church last night, Pastor Williams brought me in, and right up here on the screen it said the year of the open door. And I thought, my God, my God. He's not calling us to shout on the platform that we've always. Hear me, Rock Church. It's not the will of God for you to spend the rest of 22 shouting in the shallows. God wants you to come dance in the deep. that's what you always do but when you shout in the next dimension you can't do it the way you always did it you gotta shout like you're in the next dimension come on somebody in the back somebody that's still in their pew you want to shout like you want to go to the next dimension fixing to learn a new song. Y'all ready? Can y'all learn quick? We got a track? So it's just simple. All your job is when they do this little three, four, five thing. Show them what it is. All you gotta say is up, up, up. One, two, three, four. Up, up, up. Up, up, up. Up, up, up. Up, up 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 you getting it up 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 cuz here's the next part up 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 everything is going down the church goes everything is going down the church goes everything is going down the church goes everything is going down the
1: church
0: You going up? What if I told you that this shout would depict the amount of revival that you're gonna have this year in your family? Come on, what if your money was gonna change? It all hinged on this shout. Would you shout then, baby? Would you shout like you're gonna stay at the same level? Or would you shout like you're going,
1: ah? When everything is going down, the church is up.
2: When everything is
0: going down, the church is up. Come on, our miracles are going up to the next level. Our breakthrough is going to the next level. Our deliverance is going to the next level. Hand right now and look them in the eye and tell them, Let's go up. Now, I'm gonna shout like you just went up, and you shout like I just went up, and let's go up together.
2: Everything that's going down is coming up, everything that's going down is coming.